Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Welcome back to our podcast, Ben Harris. We are so happy to have you back. We know that we had so much good feedback on the first episode we did together. You've also guested our membership and we've been following each other for a long, long time. You guys have done a live together and I think we have lots more to create in the future. So welcome. How are you? Thank you both. I'm, I'm basically your brother now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's how I feel. So I should just, yeah. I should change my it's last family. name. We're basically a family. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ben Bastviken. <laughs> oh, that actually sounds really cool. Yeah, it does actually. BB. BB. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Okay, I'll consider it. Yeah, but other than that, how are you feeling? How's your day? Doing wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I know you guys are chilling in Costa Rica, just experiencing the waves of life and also the waves of the sea, pun intended. So <laughs> I just have a feeling that today's gonna be really good for whatever reason. So I'm here for it. I felt yesterday that something shifted. I don't know if it was in me or in the universe, but I felt like suddenly the world started to speed up more. People were so motivated. It was a good mood everywhere. Did you notice it? Yeah. Just felt like something really changed. Or maybe it's just me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you currently working on a brand new course which we're gonna dive into in this episode and we're gonna share so much more of the details and everything in the end but at the core of what you are teaching people is something that is so I mean I don't think we'll ever get tired of this topic because it comes up in everything we do and it's one of the things that every single person on the planet encounters and that is fear and especially fear in really reaching our fullest expression and being ourselves and doing what we came here to do. So I'm so excited to dive into that today. Yeah, me too. I love this topic. Love, love, love it. I'm glad you guys love it. I'm glad we can talk about it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah but we need to because things come up all the time and it's new and then some things go in the loop. It's like cycles of the same pattern and Ben, we need your help. <laughs> we need your advice. Okay, well, let's go. I'm ready. You guys, Annette was saying like she needs to warm up her voice, but we can just go straight in. Yeah. Let's just go straight to it. We're all comfortable now. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Let's you do don't it. have to do We're all these pleasantries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was thinking <laughs> when I thought about fair, how do I know that I'm actually fully expressed, fully myself? And how do I recognize when I'm letting fear hold myself back? Is there anything I can feel in my body? Is it like, can I fool myself thinking I'm doing everything out of love? Have you noticed that working with people over the years, some patterns, this is how you know you're holding yourself back because of fear? Well, I think this is a nuanced question, but if you're questioning it, then you're not. Mm. Because as soon as you question it, that means you're in your head. And once you're in your mind and the ego, then it's fear-based, right? So that hesitance, that's a sign of resistance. And why I say this is nuanced is because we're still human. 
And so like, there's always going to be some new level. I think like before we even started recording, I was saying, you guys were asking about this new program launch and it's definitely the most expressed I've been. I literally felt when I first launched it because it was so successful and I was literally the most expressed I've ever been in business and like on social media, I literally had like a spiritual awakening, like for two and a half days straight, I felt like I was high on ecstasy. Wow. Like no joke. Like it was legit nonstop. There was no up and down. It was just just like pure. And so in that moment, I can tell you that that was one of those moments where I was just like, wow, like I'm in it. Like I'm truly like in the flow when they talk about the flow state. And my heart was so open. My mind was so clear, but we're not supposed to live life like high all the time. But at the same time, we can still live in joy. And even if like we're still experiencing points of sadness or frustration or anxiety or whatever, is like we're human. And so we're always going to be learning and experiencing something. So why I say that's a nuanced question is like, I don't want people to beat themselves up because I'm like, oh, I'm not fully expressed. Like, I'm still doubting myself. I'm still not saying my full truth yet. It's like, if you're like exploring your edge continually, I think that's where the win is. Instead of just saying like, am I fully expressed? I think that is a helpful question. Am I more expressed than yesterday? Right. Of like, in this moment today, like, am I honoring what feels safe, but also expansive? What is stretching me versus just completely re-traumatizing yourself? So I think even just that question is a really good thing because if you are questioning it, if you feel any tightness in your body, if like you just notice holding back, then you know you're not fully expressed. And like, if you're overthinking it, you're not fully expressed. But again, that's all of us at some point, which is okay. Okay, you said a word that clicked in my brain, which was traumatized. Can we actually traumatize ourselves by pushing it too far when it comes to our own fear? For sure. Absolutely. Like, I think, again, it's a nuanced question because we will be revealed, like life will give us the things that we're ready for, I believe. Right. So it's like, there's a saying, I'm not sure how religious it is, but like God gives you what is it like? God only gives you the thing you can handle or ready for or something like that. So, and at the same time, like why trauma happens is because we're not ready for it. That's pretty much the definition of trauma is like something happened that we were unable to handle. But now with you and I in this conversation, I believe we do have the tools to handle it. So it's this nuance of, I think you can, if you don't have the right tools for it, if we haven't danced in it before if you haven't explored it before, but at the same time, like I'm just thinking about like myself, like I just know there's things like even right now, fatherhood and providing for a family and the schedule differences and prioritizing partnership. Like there's just more things. And so why I'm bringing this in is because it's like, it's definitely a stretch. It's definitely like taking me into a new level. And someone could say that, oh, like that's traumatizing because I'm not ready for it or whatever. It's like, but I believe I am ready for it and I'm asking for it and I'm rising into it and I know I'm capable. So even just like this morning, I reprioritized, I woke up at four just to like get some things done. The process is refining me. So it's not like I'm pushing it too far. I don't want to get burned out and I won't get burned out because I honor myself. But at the same time, I know these challenges or opportunities are refining me and it's asking me to rise into that, not like recoil or resist 
but actually do the things. I really picture it like it's stretching me, like it's pulling me somewhere. And I have to also go with it. And to me, it's doing the things necessary that it's asking me to do. Or that's where it can really, really hurt if I don't do the things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because I'm picturing myself, let's say, four or five years ago when we started expressing our company, our brand, our creativity, everything online. And I know that sometimes when I clicked post, I was terrified after. Mm. I wanted to delete everything. I was like, oh, people are going to hate this or they think I'm weird. And all those thoughts, all those fears come up at once. And in your body. And physically in the body, like the chest tightens, the pulse uh, raises, you start sweating in your palms. And at the same time, another part of me knew that this was a healthy stretch. But I could also picture people going on Pinterest or Instagram and be like, be fearless, just do it and jump into it. And then afterwards, you could feel so terrified that you don't know how to cope. So there's finding that balance between, yeah, where's the healthy stretch and where do you actually traumatize yourself? Well, I think it's, didn't you guys, if I remember correctly, did you quit your job and then go back or what was that? Wasn't that it? Yeah, we started the um, Radical Broccoli and then we kind of went back to our old jobs and lives. And then two years later, we finally had the courage to really start. So yeah, I remember that. Right. Mm. And I was like, do you feel like, I mean, it's a probably a mix of both. Do you feel like that was more fear-based or just timing and not ready? Like you just easing mm. into it? I'm not sure, but it was of course fear-based. I mean, I was not happy. I felt kind of forced in a way. I wasn't, of course, it was my choice to go back into quote unquote normal job. And I remember being really disappointed that that was like, I had to do it. It was my obligation. It was not out of love in any circumstance. And I think that the universe really tried to nudge me like, wake up, you don't have to do that. But on some level, I wasn't ready. It was like, I didn't listen. I wasn't mature enough. I didn't listen to myself enough to actually take the step. It took me another two years. And one of those years, really all the time, constantly fighting a burnout from being in an environment that was so stressful. So going back, of course, I'm like, oh, I wish I just did it at once. Had my life, two years of my life. But at the same time, it's such a huge lesson in listening to myself. Like I will never forget that feeling of going so against my own intuition, my own body, my own soul. So it's like, it's imprinted in me now. I cannot do that again. It just won't work. And I think that's important to say. And that's what I was actually going to bring up when you asked, like, how do I know if I'm fully expressed or not? Or how do we get over it? Is like, we know during those two years, you know that you are going against your soul, like what your heart wanted. And Susie, when you were mentioning of like posting on Instagram, it was scary as can be, but you knew it was what you wanted to do. Yeah. It's like two such strong voices at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, we know. And so I think that's what it's honoring. I wrote something, I think this was yesterday. So I love the timing of this, of course. And it was like, I posted at some point and it said, follow your heart, even if it's scary. People think it's like, oh, if I'm leaving from my heart, I won't feel afraid. It's like, actually, you probably feel very afraid. Yeah. Because you're leaving the mind, right? Like your mind is trying to keep you safe of this thing, but it's like, oh, my heart wants this thing. 
And so that's why like we are talking about this nuance and this clash and this conflicting because it's part of like what we're here to experience and to choose again and again is to choose love over fear. And like, it's okay if we don't get it the first time or the second time or whatever, but it's coming back eventually because you will feel that imprint of like, I can't go against that. Like sometimes and like an irrational fear of like, I used to have dreams when I first left my nine to five job of working in an office again. And everyone in the dream was like, Ben, what are you doing here? <laughs> Meaning I'm actually getting chills about talking about this. The dream, my subconscious is like, you're not supposed to be here. Right. But my fear was like, oh, I don't like if I have to go back, you know, like it felt safe and normal. But it's I know it's like you're not going to be back here. And so once we know that, it's kind of like you're only going forward and posting about new things. Like maybe people will think I'm weird or crazy or whatever is, yeah, that's going to be scary. But what's the alternative? Like, and that you just shared is like, you're miserable. Before we were started recording, I was telling you guys, you know, how my new course is going. And even just like fatherhood, what I would just mention about like in family life, like all these things of like, even though I know it's right, there's still a part of my mind that's the doubt or can I do it? Or will no one sign up? Or will I fail? Or what will people think? So it's completely natural to have both of they usually coincide like we actually are probably more afraid of what our heart is saying than what is our mind is saying to do the safe thing when the mind is like stay at the job like go back for two more years like that feels safer because that's your familiar and your mind can protect you from danger but then right is like what your heart and soul is saying is like no go after this thing which is technically scarier because it's unknown but that's what's lighting up your heart yeah but that's the tricky part for so many and where many also stop themselves, I think, is distinguishing those two. Mm-hmm. Because the fear voice can be louder and feel more accurate and more reasonable and logical and has more facts behind it <laughs> than the heart yes. voice. And I find that so hard. Yeah, I mean, you're true, right? Like all of what you just said is true, is that the logical mind, it's seemingly more accurate. Yeah. And so, because that's what the mind is literally designed for, Mm. is to make sense of things, but your heart doesn't know. And we can get pretty woo or spiritual, right? But it's like, I believe that we do know. And based on our past experiences or conditioning is we are going to have things that, and even if like you don't have crazy hurtful experiences in your past, right? It's like, there's always something that someone's afraid of. Like last week, I was talking to someone and she's like a successful entrepreneur and in business, she would probably consider herself fearless. She actually, at the beginning of the call, she said that. She's like, I think I consider myself fearless and I'm sitting in the background like, well, we'll see about that. (laughs) Because we're not like, it's literally impossible. Like we are human beings having a human experience. Like fear is our most primal. Like that's our first thing. Stay alive. And so anything that feels unsafe or unpredictable, unknown, that's going to trigger that survival response. And we actually got into it and she had a fear more of in like interpersonal life with her family and of like not being loved and chosen and all the things. So someone seemingly might not have something in one area. And that's what I've learned. Like I used to look up to people a lot. Like I always with my podcast and collaborating with people, I always used to like, someone has to have the answer. And so I did all these interviews and talked to so many people. And even just when I moved to Austin, Texas, there's so many cool people here in the US. And 
I kept looking and talking to people. And the more and more and more I, I talked to people and interviewed them, I'm like, no one has the one answer. Like they might be successful in business, but that doesn't mean they're fearless in all areas of their life. Like they might have money or they might have an awesome relationship. It doesn't mean that we can't have it all. Like I believe that we can have it all, but it, that will probably be like different seasons. And we all came here to experience different things and to work on certain things. And so hopefully we can learn from people who are experts or more experienced in certain areas that we have to learn more from in this life. But like, that's just one thing that I've learned and really released. Oh, I got lost for a second. I really released the idea of someone having all the answers. And it's really liberating. It doesn't mean I don't learn from people, but I've stopped really expecting someone to tell me this is the thing. Because that's one growth area that I've had in the past few months. And really last year, I realized I was still waiting for something or someone to save me. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm just going through the exact same thing. Like I was always searching for someone to tell me the answer to my question. And like, what is the right thing to do? What is the right thing to do? And then over and over again, I kept getting a little disappointed in a way. And like the people that I looked up to, it wasn't like, like they don't know more than me. You know, I was putting everybody on a pedestal in a way. And my sister was looking at me like, what are you doing? (laughs) You had this lesson so many times now. When are you going to start to trust you actually have the answer within yourself? And what was so terrifying to me is like my answer or what I knew was my heart wanted to do also is one of those things that goes against all logic. It wasn't like practical, not something conventional. Like it just, my brain didn't want to deal with it. And also brought up a big fear of abandonment that I was trying to avoid. So probably I was trying to get everybody to tell me like, yeah, you shouldn't do it because then I didn't have to deal with my abandonment issues. Hmm. So it's just so interesting that you actually have the answers yourself, no matter like your experience, your job title, your whatever you've done in your life, you know what your heart wants Hmm. when you actually start to listen to it. And that is scary, but it's so magical too. It's like, yeah, it's liberating. Like you said, that's when you start to feel like, whoa, we are powerful. (laughs) But it's so interesting because sometimes we have a doubt. Okay, should I take this road or this road? And then we go and search for answers and we try to get confirmation on the one that we want to follow, like our heart wants to follow. But in this case, you're actually looking for backup for your fear so that other people could validate you holding yourself back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, really, we're all doing that subconsciously. Because that's what our subconscious does. And we've probably talked about this example before, but when anyone buys a new car is that you start to see that car everywhere now. Like if you get a red car or a red Toyota or whatever, you know, (laughs) a what? Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, (laughs) even better. Right. But you will start to see those everywhere. Or even for me, like once I had a child, a baby, like now I see babies more. Yeah. As it's like, oh, because now my brain is saying this is important. So now we need to look out for it because it's Mm -hmm. my familiar. So the same thing goes even for whatever you believe, even if you believe like I will be abandoned or I don't deserve love or I'm incapable, whatever the belief you have, it literally looks for that evidence to validate that because that is your construct of like, 
whatever you believe, it will look and pull subconsciously all the information from the world to validate what you currently believe. That's so interesting because I have the exact opposite of your example. Hmm? So I'm pregnant now and I'm in Costa Rica, which for me was a huge leap to travel here alone. My partner isn't here yet. So many fears to work through. It's probably still haven't processed them all. And then when I came here, I was like, but there are no pregnant women here. They just aren't here this year. <laughs> Where have they gone? Last year, they were everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they were all over with babies and bellies. And I thought they it was... They still are here. But this year, I've seen one, maybe two. And my brain is like, okay, you probably shouldn't be here. It's not safe. So that is proof of exactly what you're saying. How can I grasp that? Because it's my actual reality. Mm -hmm. And I go out the door. That's why it's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I see pregnant people everywhere and kids and families. I can testify it's not the reality. That's so strange. Isn't that crazy though? That's what's crazy is like, we really do create our own reality. It's just because you see it how you see it. So that is actually how much our fear can block us in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That was a strong validation. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I watched your live with Lior Alexander the other day and I thought it was so good. Wow. I was drawn in and I sent the link to everyone and I was like, you have to watch this. Because yeah, she I really think, did to everyone. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> it just hit some of the deepest traumas that we carry. Like yeah, the one that Lior was talking about, actually the fear of abandonment, which beneath that again was like a fear of actually taking any space and existing, which is a trauma that I see a lot. Also when we work with clients that we have from birth, from when we come into families, we're like, okay, probably shouldn't take up so much space here. And then we kind of carry that out in life. And I know that has been a huge thing for me personally to work through, still working through it. So I resonated a lot with that. And I loved what you said and explained about self-fulfilling prophecies. And that's what I wanted to get into now. Like, how do we create the thing that we're most scared of all the time? I love that segue. That's so perfect, right? Of like, well, just exactly what we talked about is we are seeing what we are afraid of seeing. And it's like in the example with Lior, I'm not sure how many Star Wars fans there are here, but like <laughs> to give example of just a Star Wars movie, because I love this example so much is it's in episode three. So not like the old, old ones, but like 2001, 2003 or whatever. Hopefully everyone knows who like Darth Vader is. It's enough of a cultural icon that you can recognize at least the main people. But before Darth Vader was Darth Vader, he was Anakin Skywalker, who was Luke's dad. And yes, there will be spoiler alerts, but I imagine hopefully you don't care by this point. <laughs> and, it's, and why he became Darth Vader, right? Why he went to the dark side is because he saw a vision of his wife dying in childbirth. And so when he saw this vision, he was like, I need to do everything to prevent this. And so what did he do? He went and listened to the quote unquote dark side right? Because of his fear of being alone and losing the people he loves, that he went into the dark side and fast forward, he's the one who actually, with his anger and with his fear, is the one that actually killed 
or not like purposely killed, right? But through his actions was the one who influenced his wife to die through childbirth. And so, right, because he saw this vision of his wife dying, he did everything he could to prevent it, the thing from happening. But through that, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because he was making decisions based out of fear, which again is completely normal. Of course, we all don't want that to happen, but it's such a good example, right? Of he was so afraid of something happening that he actually created it or co-created it. And it's funny, right? Cause like his vision could have been a warning of like, Hey bro, like don't follow this path. Cause this is what could happen. But he saw this is what's happening. So I must prevent it. But then he subconsciously created it from his own fear. And so that's just a perfect example of like, of course, that's not what we're dealing with every single day. Most people on the regular routine, but like, for example, like, Susie, if you would have not posted on Instagram, right at the beginning, because it's like, I'm so scared what people will think of me. So I don't post this thing. Well, what are you already telling yourself? It's like, I am not good enough, right? It's like, I don't want people to reject me, so I reject myself. And in relationships, like I definitely know this one of like, I don't want to be abandoned. So I abandon myself. Meaning is like, I don't want people to leave me or think differently of me. So I will be something other than myself to try and gain their love or respect or presence or whatever, which is self-abandonment. So we're literally doing the exact thing we don't want to do. And that tells our fear and our mind the exact same thing because it doesn't know if it's someone else to us or if it's ourselves doing it to us. It's still the same input, whether it's like someone else saying, Ben, I'm breaking up with you. I don't love you anymore versus me abandoning myself over and over and over, I'm still telling myself, you're not good enough. You're not lovable because you're not worth being yourself and expressing who you really are. So those are still the same things that we're telling ourselves, And so it's just a really insidious and unfortunately vicious cycle that it's like you try and prevent something from happening and you actually create what you don't want to happen. And that's why it takes tremendous courage. <laughs> this is getting pretty serious, but deep. Right, but it's like... <laughs> You guys, <laughs> I feel like something just died, but it's like, it's, but that's the importance of knowing that is so you can change that. Cause I'm sure everybody could journal or just reflect on their life of like, oh my God, you're right. Like even just, I didn't go for a promotion one time. Well, then it's literally like, then you were literally telling yourself you're not good enough for this position because you're afraid of someone else telling you you're not good enough for it. So it's all these just little things that we can do every day, right? Or even just going to the gym or going surfing or doing yoga or meditating. If you don't do the thing you really want to do, that reinforces that shame and that guilt and just digs the whole hole deeper. Yeah, that's so huge. And I think it's funny how similar these fears can show up, for example, in work or especially in relationships. Both are a lot about love and like putting yourself out there and opening yourself up, letting someone see like the most vulnerable parts of yourself, which is, ugh, brings up so much shame. Yes. And in my relationship, I've had so many points where I've just been so triggered that it's been so much easier for me to just run away or say like everything's your fault. You know, just wanted to push everything. And then actually my very wise sister is the one who always tells me, <laughs> can you meet it with even more love? Like, 
can you in this really hard situation open your heart even more and even just someone saying that it's like going from a state of anger frustration fear and then suddenly like your whole body just melts and you're like love wow can you meet that situation with love and then when I actually am brave enough and I do and I put my ego aside I'm like wow something just transforms and then you're like wow this is alchemy this is how love like conquers everything and that's been such a strong like lesson the last six months and I think for many people this is exactly how it will show up in work as well and I feel like you have experienced that more in work maybe or friendships or with your own health I think you can apply it to any area of life yeah I mean that's literally everything at all times and I love that example like even my heart just like softened and melted Because that's always what it is. It's just returning and practicing back to that. And I love that question. Like I can tell. Do you guys ever talk about being like yin and yang of of each other? (laughs) You guys are definitely like that. Perfect. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we have our challenges are in the complete opposite areas of life. Which is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Support each other in that. Hmm. It's oh, like yeah, just like returning back to love, and that's what it's always about. People think it's like, oh, it's a business thing. It's like, no. I posted something the other day and it's like, if you're afraid of no one, you know, signing up for the course or no one signing up for a membership or whatever it is, it's like, of course there's money and stuff, right? It's like, that's just normal. But the deep down thing really is like, oh, like I'm not good enough for it. I'm unwanted. For me, it's like, I'm unloved. Like no one cares about me, which is strong. And so usually what we try and do is like convince people or force people like, look, I promise. You get this and this and this, and I promise, like, you'll get all the refund. You know, like, we try to do all the things to convince people, but we're really trying to convince ourselves. So, imagine, like, if you show up, of like, in your heart, like, yes, you still do the strategy thing. Like, it's bringing your heart and the strategy in, like, unison. And that's what I feel like I'm in the middle of right now. Cause I've definitely swung to both. Like, I'm like, okay, how do I just focus so much on, like, the pain points and the like, strategy? Or how much do I just, like, show up out of love and just give freely and just, da da da? Both of those things are still abandoning myself and still out of fear because like if I'm just solely focused on the pain points and like, I promise I can fix you, I'll change your life. That's still very fear-based. And it also what I'm coming back from now is just being so in like the surrender, trusting the flow that I was actually not honoring my desire and like showing up and claiming and like doing the strategy aspect of it. Because I was just like, oh, whatever, because it felt like easier. And that's also fair, isn't it? Because it was like, it was a way I was bypassing of not being able to do the work so I could avoid the hurt and the rejection and the disappointment. Yeah, that's such an interesting way it shows up. And that's the exact same in a relationship. Okay, if I just hold back a little bit, then it won't hurt so much if it fails. So in work, it's like, okay, if I don't put in 100 hours, then I'll just go with the flow and see how it goes. Then. If no one buys it, then I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this protection bubble that just needs Mm -hmm. to burst. Mm. We need to put in the work, even though it's freaking scary. Mm. That's actually really vulnerable. Yes. All the preparation, all the details, even the pricing is vulnerable of your offers. Yeah, isn't that cool? I actually love what you guys are talking about. I might need to do something with that because it really is. It isn't like an intimate process and Annette you were saying this earlier of like it's so vulnerable because we're showing all of ourselves, and there's nothing wrong with 
quote unquote normal jobs or nine to five corporate world or whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, that's not who we are. Like we're doing something for somebody else. Like that's not our soul. And so, yeah, take your time honoring it and getting out of it or whatever. But like, there's something so much more. Like imagine the world if we're always living in our gifts. And yes, you still might work for someone, but it still could look different than getting benefits and nine to five and this strict structure of what we're used to. But we all are still just like holding back just in case. And back to that big like euphoric feeling I mentioned when I launched this program is actually because I didn't hold back. And I realized I was still holding back just a little bit. Even if you're 99% committed, you're still holding back. And that's what I was noticing. I was still doing everything. Like I was still posting regularly. I was still doing the thing. But I was like, but Ben, you're still holding back. How did you notice that it was like that 1% still wasn't? Because back to the first question, I was questioning it. Exactly. Like my heart knew I wasn't. Wow. And so when I decided, I was like, I'm going to give everything I have, no matter the result. That's when it just like, pew, like, that's when lots of people signed up. And that's when we had friends over last night and I was giving this example. Have you guys ever like cracked a glow stick? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. I literally felt like I snapped and cracked and then just <laughs> like something just happened. Like seriously, Whoa. I don't have many spiritual awakening moments, but, and it was so cool from my business that that's was like a awakening, like, oh, like this is it. This is God. Like this is love. This is when you're fully showing up in your heart and then giving doesn't mean overgiving. Like there's that difference because that's still like convincing or manipulative. It was like, I'm fully giving because I know that's what's being asked of me. And that's when I was just like, pew. And I was like, oh, this is it. And of course, after that, it's like the human mind says, when is this going to end? <laughs> you know, and I'm like going back to reality. And But since then, I've been able to tap into it so much easier again and again, like in meditation and just whatever, like I can tap back into that feeling because I know I know what it feels like. I'm like, oh, this is pure love and pure service. It doesn't mean that I'm still not charging or selling or marketing or promoting. For me, that's actually what I was afraid of. I knew like promoting and selling isn't my forte because I have a fear of rejection. I'm not saying I need to master it and like, yes, I can definitely outsource it, which I have. But at the same time, I know for myself that I need to be able to do it because it's being asked of me, like required of me to be able to be my power in that way and to be a leader in that way. And so like I literally promoted more than ever. There have been moments where it's probably been like needy or stuff like that. But most of the time, it's definitely been in like a grounded showing up way, which is different than I've done before. Mm. Yeah, I think, of course, it shows in the results. And when you come from the place where you do now, where you're just you take 100% responsibility, I think, for yourself, then you don't blame, you don't project. It's like you own everything and then you don't have this energy of neediness. And I think that's what attracts so many to you when you get into this energy of just like, you know, I have me, I'm super open, strong boundaries. Yeah, it sounds like it's the winning recipe. And I think it's so expanding to hear when you say like you're going, well, even 99%, it's like, I'm starting to think, have I ever really, really given it my all? And it inspires me to want to, um, commit even more and really question myself, like, where am I not taking responsibility? Where can I go even more in? Yeah, we have received 
questions that build on all of this from Instagram followers. Do we want to dive into those now? Yes. Yeah, I love that though. All those questions, right? Of even for everyone just to reflect on that. That's a very powerful question. Like, have I ever given full 100%? Like, I imagine, and if you haven't, it's okay, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you're asking, you probably haven't. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? And it's, there's very few moments. And yeah, I mean, I appreciate that question even too, is like, it's an area in every area of my life. Like love for myself, love for Belle, my partner, love for King, my son and my business, you know, like all these things. Am I really burning out or overgiving? But we know the difference because those things come from fear. I don't believe that I'm enough. So I'm trying to do these other things to compensate. But like fully, like full heart, there's been definitely a few moments in my life that I've experienced that complete euphoric liberation. And I think we can experience it in the mundane because we'll know, right? Like, oh, that, like I gave it my all, full 100%, full heart, because that's when you truly are fearless. Because there is no, and that's just complete courage. It doesn't mean you don't feel it, but it's like, no matter the result, no matter what happens, I'm fully giving myself. And that's honestly probably what life is about over and over mm. again. Yeah. Actually, I have a very like everyday boring example. But what for me is me showing up in my company. And this is what I sit down and I actually take the time, for example, to go through our budgets or I make a system or I do the things because I find administration so boring and so against my brain. And it's so hard for me to sit down and focus. My brain is a little bit everywhere sometimes. But when I take the time, take the responsibility, I sit down, I do the things that I think is really boring, but I get the reward is just the biggest satisfaction ever. It makes me feel so calm, like I'm taking responsibility, like I cleaned up something that's just been a mess in the back of my head for so long. And maybe it doesn't sound so extreme as like going in for love in a relationship or launching something. But for me, this is also one of the ways where I'm showing myself love and taking responsibility in the company and really like going through the things that I have a lot of fear, probably from doing math in school, even I was so blocked, like, and I haven't gotten to the core of it yet. It's like something I'm working through now. But yeah, that's also one of the ways it's showing up for me and where I can see instantly in the company on the results as well. When I step up to that role, it shows off. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> yeah. So I don't than, have to do all of that stuff. More than the rest of us. But yeah, that's such a good example, right? It doesn't have to be quit your nine to five job and find the love of your life. Like, yes, those are things that will require that. But I love that simple example of doing a budget. Like, and I relate to that of similar to like someone to save me because it's like the story I was telling myself is like, I was like not looking at my debt. Like I knew I had it and I wasn't afraid to acknowledge it, but it was like, this course is going to pop off this internet, this podcast interview, whatever the thing is, is like, oh, that will be the thing. We don't have to worry about it. Right. Like I was putting it off because it was like, I was still expecting just something to like be the thing. So I didn't have to worry about it. And like what you said of like, that's not really what it's about, right? Is what is it really showing us? And so like really starting to like, yeah, look at numbers. And that's what my, this year's all about for me is like foundational. Like, yeah, it's about joy and fun for sure. And celebration. But especially this month has been just like setting up a foundation of 
those things that aren't necessarily fun and sexy and like, yeah, I can hire somebody else, but it's really important because that's the intimacy part of it. And like really knowing it because a lot of the times we just don't want to look at it. And so like, what are we really not looking at? Like, what is the number really representing? Like, it's really not mm-hmm. about the money. <laughs> yeah. I had that exact same realization last year, avoiding checking my bank accounts. How much do I have? How much do I owe? How much am I spending every month? How much am I earning? And daring to go into that and making a plan, savings, all the stuff. Wow. It's so liberating. And I thought that that would be the scary part looking at it, but looking at it actually freed me. Not looking at it was scary. And that's a perfect metaphor for everything else. So there's another one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Yuna is asking how to come to peace with uncertainty after making the big move into something new. It's funny. Like someone asked me, so someone who signed up for my course and coaching certification, she asked me a similar question, which was like, and she lives in Germany and she was saying like, I'm invested in this. And I just went part-time on my job. I just got Reiki certified and I'm feeling called to do like a yoga certification too. And she's like, and I'm scared that like I'm investing totals like 8,000 euro or something. And like, how do I know it's going to come back to me? And I was like, well, you don't, right? It's like, as soon as you ask the how, what I said at the beginning, like you're automatically thinking that's what we're not in it for. Like we're not in it to figure out how it's going to happen. It's, you know, that's part of the fun of like living in the heart and of the uncertainty. Like your mind wants certainty, wants safety. That's why we do the budgets that we just talked about, right? Because then we do know how we can go explore and like be free in that way. So it's not necessarily just like being irresponsible, but at the same time, like her question of just like breathing into like how she's feeling stretched. Like even just one example last week, I was doing like a yoga stretch and I was like, oh, wow, I feel this. Like my body, you guys know when you feel a stretch and like you can feel it contract. So I was like, you want to stop it. But this time I was like, I'm actually going to breathe into this stretch. And instead of feeling like the tight pulling, I'm actually going to feel it expanding. And it was crazy how much different it felt. (laughs) Yeah. Same thing, just different intention. And so for you asking this question, right, of like, how do you, what was it? How do you feel safer? Yeah. How do you come to peace with that? The mind, you take a decision and then your mind goes like, oh, but all of these things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I would say that. We all know that one. Breathe into the stretch and expansion. And then also like something to help your mind come along for the ride is one of my favorite exercises I call life mapping or connecting the dots. And it's like, you just go backwards in your life starting from today. And you go recall all the experiences of scary things or risky things or changes or unfortunate events that have led to certain things or you've met certain people that have brought you to today. Because once you just actually see on paper, kind of like doing a budget, right, is you see on paper like, oh, all these scary, unfortunate, big changes have happened, but I'm still here. Mm -hmm. Like I'm actually still safe in this moment. So that's a really helpful thing of like, all these crazy things have happened in your past, but you're still safe in this moment, right? It's like, there still might be uncertainty. You still might have debt. You still might be in a job. You don't like right now, you're still here breathing, listening to a podcast. So it's like just coming back to that moment 
again and again and again is really important because then you can make empowering decisions from there. Mm, such good tips. And if we knew the result of everything, it wouldn't be interesting at all. That's not why we're here, I think. That's not the human experience at all. That would be robots or something constructed. So you've got this. Caitlin, how do I kick fear out for good <laughs> when it's pretty much gone, but randomly creeps in? Yeah, I would say you're in a good spot, right? It's mm-hmm. like, man, I got another email. And then this is funny, I can reflect to all these things that have happened recently. But I got an email not too long ago about someone who wanted to join my program. And then she was like, I knew why. Actually, no, don't sign me up. I've realized why I've been holding back is because I want to get rid of fear in my life. And I realized the more I focus on it, the more I get stuck in it instead of just acknowledging and letting it go. And that could be true, right? Of like, yeah, like if you're literally focused on what you're afraid of all the time, it's just what we talked about. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. However, that could be a complete avoidance of what we just talked about, right? Of like not looking at the budget or not looking at your bank account, right? Is like, so it's not about getting rid of fear completely. And it's not always doing the deep work all the time. Like, like this is a 60, 90 minute conversation that we're talking about this, but it's not like we're talking about it 24 hours a day. So like we're surfing or on the beach and having fun and eating yummy food. So it's like, what is that percentage? And like, again, you know, like, are you avoiding? Everyone knows when they're avoiding. It's when you think you're not. (laughs) So (laughs) it's right. It's like, if you think like, oh, I'm not. Well, I think that can be a mix too. But you know what I'm getting at is like, yeah, if I'm trying to get rid of fear, that's like, I'm trying to get rid of anger. I'm trying to get rid of sadness. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of happiness even because yeah. it's literally a part of our biology. No matter what level you start at, right? There's always a new level we're expanding to. And so it could be in business. It could be in our relationship. There's always something we're expanding into. And fear is just trying to keep you wherever you're at. So if you're going up a level, fear is going to be like, no, don't do it. And then if you reach that level, the next year it's going to be like, no, don't do it. So it's not about getting rid of it. It's learning how to navigate it. I agree. I don't think it ever will. It's good to come to the realization that we have to live with the fear and mm-hmm. work through it instead of I'm picturing, you know, sweeping everything under the carpet and just like stepping on this big pile of dirt. <laughs> That's how we can try and avoid fear. Mm. And it's just going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. And like, how can you even love it? I mean, I feel like that's the next level, not just live with it. Can you love it just as much as, I mean, you know, Susie, you're about to go through this. Like when a woman gets birth, it's not all expansive. Your uterus just doesn't woo. Like, come on, baby, come on down. You know, (laughs) I wish (laughs) you wish. Yeah. I think everyone wishes. (laughs) Right. It's like, it's literally contracting and expanding Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And it depends on the baby, depends on the person, right? It can be faster, longer, whatever. But regardless, you have to go through that birthing process of it tightens, but then it opens to be bigger than it was before it expanded or contracted. It's the same thing with all of us, right? Of every level, every idea, every moment. And I'm really in the moment of this now. And it's taking so much practice of appreciating the contracting moment. And because I know, right, of like, oh, like this is going to, expand into something and it always happens and i feel a day today right it's like my morning is kind of constricting or contracting and then my late afternoon kind of it's like my energy levels even just on the day-to-day is like how can i appreciate this because it's like yeah i can be in flow a lot of the time but 
if we didn't have the wave, literally, right, of surfing. Have you guys ever done surfing inside like one of those buildings that like manufacture it? No, no. not yet. <laughs> like, have you seen that though? Like how you can go surfing inside yeah. a building? That's not fun. It might be for a second, <laughs> but it's like, it's literally the same wave over and over and over. There's no variety. Mm. That's actually a great metaphor. It's like, it might be fun at first because mm. it's new, but like, yeah. and you can practice there, but it's not the real thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Madeline is asking how to start the day with a good feeling. And I'm guessing that is also like how to start the day without creeping into fear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do something you love. I think it's pretty simple. And I know that might sound overly simple, but that's the answer for me. The past few weeks I've been focusing on, I feel like I found like a hack and it's doing something out of service, like a podcast like this, right? Or an Instagram live or writing something or posting something or having a conversation or coaching, like whatever it may be is like, I notice when I step into that heart space, it's service, but also it lights me up. It's giving me something too. That's when I notice like my days go really well is because I'm focusing on what I love to do. And it's also benefiting people, which makes me feel good. Oh yeah. I recognize that feeling. I love that. I wanted to talk about the course. Oh, okay. Cause we have one more that I think is really good. Yeah. Because I think this applies to a lot of people, but how to face the fear of traveling alone or living alone. I just feel like so many people have this fear of doing things alone and then stopping themselves. Yeah. And I feel like we got this question. I remember on the membership call we did. So there's a difference between like danger. Not all fear is bad. Fear is there for a reason of don't walk down the dark alley. Or if you're by yourself traveling, like you should do some research and be prepared, right? Like preparation can help mitigate that fear. But also it's the same reason why like people are afraid of flying, but they drive. It's like actually driving is more dangerous than flying. Like there are much more accidents and fatal accidents in driving than flying. So it's coming to an understanding of like becoming prepared. And I feel like that's a huge thing, but I'm not sure if people just like overthink it. Cause I think like when I ask people like, what would you do if it was impossible to fail? A lot of people say, well, I would travel to a new country. It's like, well then just do it. You just figure it out. I was like, there's probably like a fear of making mistakes or meeting new people, all these different things like that. And it's all the things we just talked about of, we can give you all the tips in the world, but eventually you do. It's like have to do the thing. What we just said, like no one has the answers for you. Like we're here to support you and guide you and love on you. And at the same time, no one else can do it for you. Like what we just talked about of like expecting no one to save you of like, you're going to have to do it. So be prepared, do all the things. And at the same time, everything that we love and feels risky requires a leap. And like, if you move and you don't like it, just move back or go somewhere else. Like that's part of the adventure of this one decision isn't the rest of your life. Like I remember I went to Hawaii in 2020, like I made a decision to go there for the winter and I was actually only there for five days because I didn't like it. And I got the download that I should move to Austin. So I booked a one-way ticket to Hawaii. My body was like, no, this isn't the spot right now, even though I love it. I was like, okay, so Austin must be the place. I booked another ticket back five days later. And then the next day I drove. It was a two-day drive, but I drove like 10 hours each day to get here. So it's like, 
I literally made a decision thinking like, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to spend the whole winter on the beach. Psych, change of plans. And that's okay. Yeah, I agree. I love that. You can turn around. But before we wrap up, we really want to hear more about the course you're having now for people who want to really get to the root, to get help, to learn. <laughs> well, I like it though, actually, because I mentioned that glow stick thing. Yeah. So crack is a good word, right? Because it is like, it's not about like what I said, getting rid of it. But when it's like you crack it, it's like it's always there, right? So my big thing is giving you the tools so you can have them for the rest of your life. Like, it's not like, Ben, please get rid of this fear. It's like, no, bro. Like, that's not what we're doing. It's like, we're giving you invaluable tools and a skill set that you can use for the rest of your life. And so you can teach other people. So this group coaching course is for coaches, creators, artists, entrepreneurs um, who really want to take their business, their life to the next level. They want to use this gift. They want to show up on social media. They want to quit their job. Whatever that thing is, that purpose that you're feeling in your heart. And they probably felt it at the beginning when we were talking about following our hearts, right? Is like, we all know what our heart is screaming at us to do, but we're not doing it because we're afraid. So whatever your heart's screaming at you, been telling you to do for months, years, decades, is like, that's what we're going to empower you to do. Like stop living out of fear and stop living in your heart to follow your dreams and your purpose. And then it's a coaching certification too. So I'm going to give you the blueprint and the tools so you can help other people do the same. Like you don't have to be a coach. You could be honestly just like a leader of people, right? It's like if you were a leader of any capacity, like you could be a parent, you could be a school teacher, you could be like a personal trainer. The reason people yo-yo diet, like their weight goes up and it goes down, it's self-sabotage, right? It's like, I feel safe with a higher weight. So even though I lose the weight, I go back up because that's my normal. So it's no matter what coach or guide you are, if you want to learn like why the people you are coaching and supporting aren't having the transformations that you want, or if you are a new coach and you're afraid of not getting results with people, or you just want to learn like, man, how can I add an extra tool belt or a tool to my skill set of like learning? How does fear show up in the body? What does it feel like? Like, how can I recognize energy? Like you guys both have been a part of it right? Where I've asked you questions. I'm like, I can notice what to ask and when to ask it. So I'm going to give people like, here are the questions, here are the prompts, here are the exercises, how to read energy, how to hold space. So you can be a better coach and leader and business owner, whatever you are. Mm -hmm. Wow. That sounds so good. And we've seen you at work. We've seen you in our membership and we've done a bunch of stuff together. And how you use your intuition. And it always takes you to the exact spot. What's it called? The sweet spot. Yeah. In people's fear. That is so fascinating. Mm. And we've seen our members' lives transform. And they have talked about it. And they've told me they come over fears of social life, fears in love life. And yeah, so literally the results speak for themselves. Yeah, through working with you. Mm. I love that. Well, thanks for telling me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I love to hear that, right? Of like, because there are so many things I do that I don't always get to hear. Unless I'm usually working with someone or they send me a message. So I love that it's out there. Like it is truly transformational and you will get results. You just have to be brave enough. I mean, that's the ironic thing. 
it's possible for anyone. Like it really is. It's simple, but that doesn't mean it's like easy because it feels scary, right? And your mind wants to cling to safety and to familiarity and what it knows. But that's literally the process of what we're going through. So how cool is that? How cool to know of, oh, I know when I'm doing this and then I know when other people are doing this so I can help myself and I can help more people. So I don't really know many coaching certifications that work like this, where it's like you're going through the thing and then you'll learn the thing. And a big thing for me was, because I spent a long time doing this, like you mentioned, like it has been just so intuitive for me. I'm like, yeah, I've had trainings and stuff like that, but really it's just by so much experience and like hundreds of results. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to like pass on the keys for other people. And so I'm really, really excited. There's a awesome group of people who they definitely range. I mean, like we have a rock climbing coach in there, which is like different. You know, it's like, you might think like, oh, it's like physical fear and danger. But for her, she actually realizes people are actually afraid of making mistakes and like being seen. So she's excited to learn how to coach people more than just like, here's how you don't fall. It's like, here's how you overcome your fear of falling of because it's embarrassing or certain things like that more than just like the physical danger. And I'm sure for many, the first fear comes up looking at the price and thinking the investment they have to make. I'm not saying that it's wildly expensive, but that's usually a leap that people take when they hire a coach or enter into a program. Or I just know for myself that that's always a little jump like, okay, and what are the results going to be like? Yeah, I mean, it's like the price is very intentional. I mean, it's definitely a bigger investment for most people. But it's not $10,000. I mean, there's plenty of courses that like I paid $10,000 for. So the price was intentionally chosen. So it's like only the right people will be in it. And it's like, if you, right, meaning like, you know, if it's for you, it's like the resistance to investing in yourself is also, it tends to be a self-sabotaging behavior because you have a fear of failure or success, right? It's like your mind is like, I know I can get results through this or my life will actually change. So I don't want to do it. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, right? It's like, yeah, there is timing, there is money, but are you using time as money as just another excuse when it, you know it's time? So back to the following the heart, right? Like if you know in your heart, whether it's this investment or anything else, it's like, you know, whether you're feeling called to do it. And like, even if you don't have the money or you say you don't have it or you don't want to spend it, it's like the universe rewards bravery. Once you're able to take that leap, everything will conspire for you to make it happen. Wonderful. That's the perfect way to end this episode and this conversation. Ben, thank you so, so much for coming on to our podcast yet again. It's always so valuable. We've had many aha moments and I'm sure that our listeners have too. And for anyone who's curious about the course, we'll leave all the links in the notes, in the description. And any questions, reach out to Ben on Instagram. For sure. Yeah, like hit me up with any questions. I also will do a discovery call, like a 15, 20 minute call. Like if you guys have any questions or hesitation and you know this is for you, like you're feeling so called to this, but you're just feeling like, <laughs> I'm happy to support you through that. Like you don't have to do it alone. So reach out to me on Instagram or book a call. So you just don't feel like you have to take the leap by yourself. Like I'm here and we have an awesome community. We already have this awesome group chat going. So just know like you're not in it alone. Uh, registration does close on January 30th. So I know it's a bit 
soon, but I know for the right person or people, you're hearing this at the right time because it's time to take that leap for whatever reason. And you got to trust your heart. Yes, exactly. Okay, Ben, have a lovely day and we'll catch up soon. Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du säkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i Fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.